Mars baby. Yeah, well, how about that round of applause? Welcome, Yay. welcome, 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 welcome. All we talk is money. Welcome to the SauceCast, only here on Valuetainment, the number one channel in the world for entrepreneurs. Welcome to the SauceCast, baby, the sexiest financial show in the world. This is where finance meets romance. My name's Adam Sazek. You can call me Saz. Everyone does, so why, does, why not stop now? And we are here for one reason and one reason only. You know, that, you know the reason, but we'll say it anyway. We want to see you guys out there, and ladies, get paid, laid, and do it your way. Uh, welcome, ladies, to the show. Speaking of getting paid and laid and doing it your way, um, first time here, second time here, Little Red Riding Hood, first time here. First time here. First time here. No politics. No. All right, first show, first thing, Trump, Biden, who do you, no, I'm just kidding. No politics. Um, all right, we got an amazing show today. Uh, let's let the ladies introduce themselves. So here's where we'd like to start. So introduce yourselves. You guys all have cameras looking at you. Uh, give us your name, what you do for work, how you make your money, and your relationship status. Finance, romance, let's start with the lovely Tessa. Hey y'all, my name is Tessa Johnston. Um, I'm a full-time tattoo artist and I'm a very happy fur mom. Fur mom, there it is. <laughs> tattoo artist with no tattoos. I have them, they're just small. Okay, you know yeah. they say don't get high in your own supply. Well, I do them to myself, so I can only do so many locations. Okay, I see zero, but what? whatever. My whole hand. My uh, whole let, hand. Let the record show <laughs> that there are tattoos there. I don't know if we could punch in or I not. Okay, Angela. <laughs> How you feeling? Give us your story. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm just Angela. I do content creating and I relationship coach currently. And uh, yeah, I'm relationship store relationship coach currently. Yeah. And you're in a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Happy relationship. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I feel it. But, you know, okay. the world is crazy. The world is crazy these <laughs> days. All right. We got Diane in the house. Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. We met at Model Volleyball. Yes. Give us your story. So I do modeling. Um, right now, I also I do act, I do acting, and I also do. Um, I'm a personal jeweler, so I'm selling diamonds. So now I'm getting to know all the diamond world, which is pretty cool. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Yeah. Okay. Let's turn uh, her up a little bit, and turn Jorge down a little bit. <laughs> okay, Maria. Hello. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Yes. Give us your story. So my name is Maria. I work with different agencies as I work with Celsius and another agency that work with Botlight and another brands. Also, currently I'm doing an intern uh, for being a personal trainer. So I'm finishing and soon I will do my exam and I will be a personal Night, trainer. Let's see those guns. Yo, you've got some guns out here. I know, I know. Tessa, she's giving you a run for your money. No, Let's have a gun off real quick. Go ahead, give a gun. Give a, just give I one gun off. I never flex say. on camera. Speaking of flexing on camera, we got the baddie with the Jamaican patty, Natalia, in the house. Flex Hello, on him, Nat. Hello, everyone. Well, welcome to the Saucecast. Happy Friday. It's officially Friday here on the Saucecast. We appreciate you yes. um, all for tuning in today. We have a lovely panel of ladies and the sauce man in the building. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to get into a lot of interesting topics today. Um, and we actually have a very big announcement that we'll be announcing shortly. Um, but before we do that, make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe, do all the fun things. Because Adam likes to say, if you don't, your mom's a hoe. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, you're just you're watching free content. You got beautiful ladies with guns, 
tattoo artist, not those kind of guns, like flex on them again, Maria. Anytime we need just a little Bro. innuendo right there, we're gonna flex on them. Uh, but yeah, subscribe, we got a lot of stuff going on. Speaking of stuff going on, should we let people know what's going on Let's, now or should we wait? No, let's do it now. Let's, right now. Uh, we're the banger. Start okay. Do we banger. have a do we have a picture or anything we can yes, show? Yes, I have it all. So let's tease it a little bit. We okay. got a big uh, next couple weeks that are coming up uh, here at Valuetainment on the Sawscast. Uh, and it culminates at the end of the month, 2nd of June. So in the next few weeks, well, next week, Rolo, the godfather of the red pill, Manosphere, uh, is coming on with Michael Sartain um, and some lovely ladies. They'll be on for that. So he's making waves right now with the debate that he just did with Sneeko mm -hmm. on Fresh and Fit. We got your future ex-boyfriend, MLD. Why'd your face turn all sour when I said that? No, I... Jonathan from Modern Life Dating, he'll, he'll be coming on uh, in two weeks. And then in three weeks, end of the month, first, of the, second of June. Here it is. Let me get my dates right. Here we go. Here June 2nd, live event here, Valuetainment Studios on the Southcast, collaboration with the one and only, or the two and only, Fresh and Fit, Myron and Walt. They're coming here, live event. We're going to pack the house Pack audience, if you're a fan of these guys, if you're a fan of Sauce, if you're a fan of Valuetainment, if you're just a fan of seeing some fireworks and some amazing content live and in effect, join us here June 2nd, Friday night. It's going for four hours. We're gonna have a pregame, drinks, networking, fun. Uh, then we're gonna do a show with Fresh and Fit and a very select group of women. Yes. Maybe you'd like to join us. Um, and then we're going to do an after party because, you know, after the party is the after party. And then after the party, it's the hotel lobby. We all know that. Right. Thanks, Chingy. And <laughs> and then we're going to be joining the cigar lounge. PBD is going to show up mm -hmm. and we're going to have fun. But this is our first live event for my show. I think third live event that we're doing for Valuetainment in the sixth studio. You heard the round of applause. Yeah. Here's a little hot tip. It was a fake round of applause. Oh. Yeah, that? that's fake. But if you want to be part of the real live audience, the real round of applause, get your tickets. They're on our website. Nat, what's the website name? Where can we drive traffic to? So I'm actually going to be putting it in the chat right now so you guys can check out the link. Make sure you guys grab your tickets because they will sell out. I promise you they will sell out. So I'll put it in the chat right now um, so you guys can check out the website, grab your tickets. Um, but the website is 5990live.com. Um, but I'll pin it at the top so you guys can uh, click it, bookmark it, save it because this is just one of many that we're doing. And um, you don't want to miss Making History with here on the Sauce Cast and Valuetainment. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we're collabing with the biggest men's podcast in the world, yep. Fresh and Fit, with the biggest entrepreneur channel for businessmen, CEOs, founders, executives, just hustlers, entrepreneurs here at Valuetainment. So we said, what better way to do a collab for our audience, their audience, crossover? It's going to be sick. Yep. So you ladies are all invited, by the way. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. So drinks, cigars, fun, ladies, content, all the above. June 2nd, get your tickets. Check out the website, link below. Natalia is taking care of that. And we look forward to seeing you here. Live in effect, pressing the flesh. 
uh, with all our fans and um, subscribers. So that's going to be great. I'm super um, excited. That's going to be a super exciting event. There's going to be a lot going on. We have a panel of ladies, fresh and fit, different topics, personalities. I'm, I'm excited. So I'm excited to meet you guys, have a whole event, cigar lounge at the after. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, let's get this party started. And I'm excited to see which girl. Ooh. Myron gets into it with. Me too. Because you know someone's getting a boot at some point. Yes. Must see TV. Yes. Nicely, nicely. Nicely. Well, we have, we'll have, you know, sheriff's offices here. Security. They'll be escorted out of the building. We'll do it classy around here. Yes. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. But if it does. We ready. Uh, we ready. <laughs> we ready. We ready. Um, let's get into today's topic, shall we? So, um, you know, this is where finance meets romance. So we're going to talk some money stuff. We're going to talk some dating stuff. We're going to talk where intersexual dynamics meets. We're going to get these lovely ladies' opinions. I know Angela's very outspoken, <laughs> critic of a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah. Maria out here, when I asked her, rate yourself 1 through 10 on the crazy scale, she said, crazy? 11, mother sucker. <laughs> so I look forward to see that Onse out here in Hell public. Yeah. We got a little Red Riding Hood hot stuff here. And Tessa, maybe we get her to flex on camera. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, with that being said, let's get into some, some of today's topics. We're going to talk inflation uh and what's going out there in the marketplace not that you guys are experts but you guys do live in the real world so we'll we'll uh have that discussion uh what's happening with that we'll talk about a different type of inflation that is affecting men that's a term that i think you guys will have some strong opinions on um uh, an economic crisis plaguing a lot of men um can strippers confirm when a recession happens we're going to be discussing that uh, not that any of you guys are strippers, but, you know, we'll talk about baby boomers retiring with zero retirement. Does that affect you guys at all? Does that concern you? Most of our parents are baby boomers. We'll, t we'll discuss that. Uh, we'll talk about Tate. We'll get your guys' opinions on that. 13 of the most unattractive traits in men that repulse women. So that's where you guys are going to have to weigh in. I don't have any insight on that because <laughs> I'm perfect. I've never made anyone uh, discuss it with me. And are women willing That's to... That's number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rule number one. And then are women willing to date short kings? So yes. we'll talk about that. Yes. We got a short king in the house. His name is Angel DJ. Uh, but he is a real-life king in real effect. Tessa, can we get to Tessa right there? The good side. Show him your good side. This is my good side. That's your good side. We don't see the other amazing. side. Amazing. <laughs> Just one by one, go down. See how lovely and amazing these women are. Go ahead. Oh, Boom. <laughs> Give a peace sign. Go ahead. Diane, go. oh, we got two <laughs> shot right there. All right, amazing. So uh, let's get right into today's episode. So inflation, you guys familiar with inflation? Uh, so inflation is, the definition is the rise in price in goods and services uh, and a decline in your purchasing power. If you're not familiar with inflation, oh, you learned about inflation the last few years. So inflation, they like to keep it around 2%. I think in... Um, it reached a 40-year high in June of 2022, so almost a year ago, of 9.1%. That's no good. That's no good. Um, so, but uh, the good news is inflation has now officially slowed for a 10th straight month to a two-year low of 4.9%, which is the lowest since April of 2021. So good news, uh, what's going on in the market. This is all according to the Department of Labor CPI, Consumer Price Index, uh, am I losing you, Nat? You with me? All right. Uh, so obviously this has affected, oh, well, inflation. This has affected <laughs> housing costs, cars, yes. gas prices, groceries, flights, hotels, going out, lifestyle, everything. We all understand inflation. 
What has the Fed done? They've basically been rising in interest rates. Jerome Powell, uh, Jay Powell, shout out to him at the Fed. They've been raising interest points, uh, interest rates by a quarter point here, quarter point here, quarter point here. And the Fed fund rate is now at 5%. That's basically how much banks uh, are charged to borrow money. Uh, but they've signaled, since inflation is coming down, that uh, less hikes are likely to come. So that's great. Plus, I learned a new term. You guys probably learned this new term, supply chain. Supply chain has been bottlenecked. That's all the stuff that gets shipped all over the world. Uh, that's been coming to a screeching halt. Nat's nodding in just complete denial of what we're even talking about right <laughs> supply now. Supply chain. Uh, it's all good. But the good news <laughs> is things are coming down. That's the bottom line. Prices are coming down. The world is trying to get back to normal. Inflation is hopefully getting back to that 2% level. We shall see. So inflation, prices, everything that's going on, things that Nat's probably hearing for the first time. But let's get with a very basic question. So let's ask the ladies. Um, this term inflation, did you ever hear it before COVID? Yes? 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 Yes. I think you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Bring it closer. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. That you're lying? <laughs> Hell no. Okay, all right. All right, all good. So we under, we are, we're understanding inflation. So from a, a woman's perspective, how has inflation affected your life? So rent, cars, going out, buying beauty products, like are guys taking you not on his fancy dates? Like are you deciding to maybe live with a roommate now or, you know, you were going to live by yourself but you moved in with a guy? Like give us a little insight into your lives from a female and obviously how we're interacting with men, how inflation has affected your life. Let's start with Angela because I know that she's got a lot of opinions. Um, I would say inflation has changed a lot. I think I moved here about nine months ago. Back in Tampa, everything was very hamster wheel-like, and it was very normal. We had a plan to just buy a house, and then I think that's when everything changed. And I was like, wait, we can't live like this forever. I can't see us doing this five, ten years from now. So I think it's, it's taught me to definitely be more tactical and strategic with what I have to do and what he has to do, and we both like combine our, our finances together to just pretty much have an end game for the next five, ten years, what we plan to do. Did you guys always combine your finances or did something no, change it, during it, COVID? It definitely inflation? changed during COVID. Really? Like I, I was more, I would say close-minded because the way I grew up and, you know, being Asian or your family, they make money, but they don't know how to invest. They don't know what to do with money. They're very uneducated with money. Um, so I grew up that way and I thought it was very normal. And, you know, he was the one who went to college. He was the one who knows all these things. And I just kind of followed his lead majority of the time. And it was fine up until COVID. And I was like, wait, I feel like all the burden's on you. And I feel like I'm not doing anything. And it taught me to be more educated with what I do. So, mm. so you were kind of like, you know, I was a, I was a modern woman. Out of woman. state, out yeah. of mind, out blissful. Of, I was My man's existing. got this. Yeah. But then since COVID and inflation spiking and yeah. consumer pricing and yeah. interest rates, everything, you decided, oh, no, I got to step my game up. My man can just can't lead everything. Yeah. I need to kind of learn and adapt. Yeah, if you're in a somewhat healthy relationship, you have to recognize how your partner moves and how they feel. And if you're aware of how they are, you'd recognize, like, okay, people don't mind doing things, but are they happy doing it? And you combine that with, you know, shit that happens in life. You have to be able to help your partner, and you can't just be dead weight while everything's going on. I love that. You can't just be dead weight while everything's going on. Do you feel like a lot of ladies are dead weight in their relationships? Unfortunately, yes, but I think it's just the lack of knowledge. I don't think that women are 
taught anymore and how to navigate through modern society. We're constantly being compared to traditional you know, mm -hmm. society. And it's like, we, you know, we're, we're enjoying the privileges of what we have now, but no one's actually teaching women how to navigate through this without demonizing them for being too masculine or being too, you know, gold diggerish. There's, there's like no in between for women. Mm -hmm. um, define dead weight for a woman. Like, meaning, like, oh, that girl, that's dead weight right there. Like, <laughs> cut that off, homie. It's just a sensitive uh, entitlement, I'd have to say. I think that, you know, depending on how she was raised or what she's lacking in, I think, you know, what social media feeds you, you'd probably feel like, I deserve this, I deserve that, I'm hot, or whatever it is, and don't put anything into the world or back into your partner. And to me, that's just dead weight, you know, because to me, it's, it's definitely subjective to what you bring into a relationship is valuable. But at the end of the day, you have to really think about how it complements your partner and how it works for you also. So last question for you. Uh, dead weight. Talk to the guys out there. Like, I've dealt with a girl before <laughs> back in the day where I'm like, like, are you going to do anything today? Like, right. this is when I was, I was probably story time. So <laughs> <laughs> I probably was 27 years old. I had just. A long just, time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> four score and 700 years ago. Salz was in his 20s. And um, I, I just started dating a girl, right? And I was also just started my career in finance. So I went from being a nightlife guy, comedian, party guy, uh, where I actually had to get up and work every single day. We all know, like, in your early 20s after college, it's kind of acceptable to kind of bullshit for a little bit. I did that for five years. I don't recommend it. Do it for a year or two. That's fine. So I ended up dating this girl. And um, this is on the heels of... The recession, 2007, 2008, and I'm dating this girl. Prices go up, mortgages go up, rent goes up. Everything start, well, things are things are going kind of crazy, and she couldn't afford her rent. And she's like, I have no place to go. And I was like, you know, I like you, but I don't really like dating homeless chicks. So I guess you can <laughs> live with me for a little bit, right? You know, a homeless chick's not hot, right? I say this all the time. No girl. <laughs> is going to find some random dude and be like, hey, you, you homeless buddy, come live with me. Yeah. If you're hot enough as a girl, I'm like, all right, you, you're homeless, pretty ass, let's go. You're living with me. So she lives with me, and I'm working my ass off every day, and she's just home sleeping every day, smoking weed. Like, Aww. she could cook kind of a little bit, but that's cool for a week, that's cool for two weeks, but, like, after a few weeks, and I come home, and I've had a long-ass day, and I'm getting home at 8 p.m. at night or whatever it is, and she's just there, just sleeping. I'm like, what's your dead weight ass doing out here? Like, <laughs> and what's crazy, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, you got to go. I've got no place to go. I'm like, we all know those situations. And then you kind of got to adapt. But now uh, I hear she's dating another dude. And it's like, she doesn't do shit. I'm like. Well, I know. Yeah. But now that she's in, like, her late 30s, mid to late 30s, you can't get away with that shit anymore. Like, yeah. when you're hot and you're young, you're 22, 23, 24. All right, keep your little hot ass in the house. But, like. 34, 38, it's like... Do something. Go get a job, bitch. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. well, my question to you was, yes. uh, if a guy's in that situation uh -huh. where he's with a girl and she's just not paying her way or earning her keep and she's dead weight, uh, put yourself in that guy's shoes. What he, should he say to the girl? I wouldn't say it's a safe thing because I do recommend men to be very stoic. So for me, it's just a matter of if you're going to lead a relationship, it's just revoking the privileges that you have given her. 
And I think that when you do that, it, it wakes her up to see the value in you or you just aren't meant to be. And if you're forcing her to see something that you're you know, giving her, that it's not meant to be. You're going to be shoving down knowledge that she mm -hmm. doesn't want to hear. It's like being, getting mad at a spoiled kid. Like you Re spoiled that child. Revoking the privilege that I've given you like a house key. You're done. <laughs> anything. You're Flowers, okay. art, car open doors, anything. All right. Yeah. Um, mm. All right, let's go around the table here. Tess, inflation, everything that we're talking about here. How has your life been affected since the, the rise in prices? What have you learned? Give us your story. I feel like I've lived in really expensive places for like the last five years. I lived, I'm from Canada, but I moved to Dubai, which Canada to Dubai is a huge price increase in everything. You're going mm. from like small Canadian prices to these luxurious Dubai prices. Mm. Then when I moved to Miami, Miami is very similar to Dubai. Same prices for rent, same prices for dinners, cars, everything. So I was already used to it even before COVID. Um, so I don't know. I don't think it like, it's something that you can't really like worry too much about. Like you either go with it or you don't. Like you have to sink or swim. Mm. So it's like if place, prices are increasing, then what are you doing to make more money? Mm -hmm. like, so how did you end up in Dubai? Uh, I used to work for Emirates. I was a the airlines. Yeah. Yeah. I was a flight attendant and a brand ambassador for them. Cool. So, I think they have the best outfits in the sky, don't they? We are, we were the number one rated airline. You were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what happened? You quit. Now they quit. just went I downhill. <laughs> Emirates, like this is the girl, and then you just. That's no, it. they're still number one. Give us a story on Dubai because we have a lot of friends that go to Dubai. Sterling Cooper, Jay Waller, Fresh and Fit, Myron. Obviously, Andrew Tate is basically there all the time. Like. A lot of the people that we do content with, a lot of our friends, they all go to Dubai. What's going on in Dubai? Like, what do people at home need to know about Dubai before they plan that trip? Go. Just go. It's absolutely amazing. Mm. I was somewhere that like, I always dreamed of going, but I never thought I would actually end up. And I lived there for three years. And it's like, if you go, though, don't go to just, like, do the Dubai things, which is, like, rent a Porsche, like, rent a Ferrari, like... I don't know, go to the malls. Because they do have the best malls in the world, but if you go there and you just drive a nice car and you just go to the malls, then you're going to be like, oh, it's like, I could do this anywhere. You know, I could mm -hmm. do this in Vegas. Yeah. But if you go to Dubai and you see the parts of Dubai that like locals love, that locals enjoy, mm. you're going to love it. It's the safest place in the world. It's the cleanest place in the world. Most wow. respectful place in the world, especially as a female. You'll never find another place in the world where you'll be respected and taken care of like Dubai. How wow. do they treat women in Dubai? Oh, a guy would never even say, like, no catcalling, no, like, touching yeah. you. None of Nothing. That. Like, even, um, like, government buildings, there's a line for ladies. Like, ladies don't wait in line. So wow. men have to wait in line where ladies just go right through to, So like, women counters. are put on a pedestal in Dubai. Absolutely. Mm. Why is that? Because we're the best. No, we're, we're the best. <laughs> we're, the best. We're, we're deserving. We don't, we aren't meant to wait in lines and wait in the sun and, you know, be mistreated. So, uh, they treat us how we are meant to be treated. Gotcha. Well, you know, the, the, you know, the whole knock you hear about Dubai is basically the whole, like, tag your sponsor thing. It's like the girls, they take pictures, they're on yachts, they're on trips, they're at fancy dinners. It's like, who's paying for that, all that? Is that it Ahmed? That is a thing. Or Muhammad? Who <laughs> no, is it? That is so a thing. what is going on in that regard in Dubai? That is very uh, underground, like, mm. very closed <laughs> books it does happen it's very frequent uh they are not paying for their own trips yeah um those things usually happen on very private places or on the water <laughs> so <laughs> i have never but i do know lots of people that have oh i know lots yeah. of women that have ended up in dubai <laughs> yeah 
it's and I'm true. Like, everything, I know you yeah. don't have any money, girl. No. <laughs> like, it does happen. Everything you see is true. But the people that just have so much money that like, they give a girl thirty thousand to go there for a weekend and. It's nothing for them. Okay, so we're not naming names. We're not calling people out. <laughs> what is expected of these women for thirty thousand dollars for forty-eight hours? Nat's giving me a face Are like you, you know you what's know expected. What's expected? <laughs> no, I get it, but <laughs> give us a little glimpse. Things that are not considered normal, even in America, like mm. the oh. the fetishes when you are that wealthy mm -hmm. become things that you just like you don't even think of here mm. oh wow yeah. speaking water. of fetishes as you all know <laughs> we're doing a big event but also we're doing a buy one get one on natalia's bathwater right there you know that <laughs> if that's something that you're interested in we're having a sale um we encourage this woman to clean herself as much as possible because this bath water is selling For out you. like hotcakes. Unfortunately, she only showers once a week, so <laughs> but she smells good. So the fetishes are wild there. Yes. And the women for thirty thousand dollars, they're like, they all right, I'm really not into. I want to hear a fetish. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they. Diana wants to hear one fetish. <laughs> Give us one fetish. No, guys, it's this is not me. How about this? How about this? Don't give a fetish on TikTok, and it's like tell me, tell me, and I'll confirm it. Getting pied. That's it. Getting pied. What? Hot guys getting pied, and there's like a specific distance, like pied in the face or in a specific body part. What do you mean pied? Like a whipped cream? Like an okay. actual bakery pie. That's yeah, a fetish. That, that's a that's, that's a, a very that's, a very that's the most like. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of 13-year-old dudes that do like, what? that. What? very PG. Then lift your lift your mic up like that. Okay. That's yeah, not the that ones happening in Dubai. Okay, so that's, that's, that's what. <laughs> that's not the not ones that, that happen one. in Dubai. No. <laughs> they might have different cream pies in Dubai, but it's not. <laughs> it's not a typical cake situation. It's guys, it's bad. Honestly, it's bad. In your expert opinion, go. But be very careful for all the pies that might end up. I would <laughs> not suggest <laughs> anybody to. Go. I mean, it, listen. If you want the girls that just leave with the Dior bags, the Chanel bags, the you know, easy money. If that's you, you do you. But yeah. Do you frown on those types of women? Mm. I don't think so. I'm a very like. People need to do whatever they need to do to survive to make money. If mm -hmm. that's what makes you happy, you don't mind it. That's how you were raised. You think that's fine. Do what you need to do. That's gotcha. not what I'm going to do. That's not how I make my money. But if it's easy for you and some guy's going to give it to you. Oh, some guy's going to give it to you in Dubai. Enjoy. <laughs> you're going to get it. Enjoy. <laughs> One way or another. Yeah. All right. So, but back to uh, the initial question, inflation, prices, everything that's going up. It, it really hasn't affected your life because you're so used to living in expensive cities that you just kind of roll with it. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think that's really all you can do is roll with it. Like you pick up another job or you put some ads to get busier or you find a way to just live with it if you want to. And if mm -hmm. you don't want to live with the inflation, find somewhere cheaper to live or, you know, something less to do. But for me, like I like to live my life a certain way. I like to live in Miami. So then I just need to do what I need to do to be able to deal with inflation. Respect to you. How about that <laughs> yes. answer? Okay, Diana. Diane. Yes. Okay, I know that you really wanted to hear some wild stories you're like i'll tell you a wild story i like to eat cake <laughs> well, it's not wild she's like i put a cherry pie on yeah Sunday. oh damn <laughs> i just thought it was such a weird fetish i was like what is that okay like, little I'm red riding hood pie. in the house you're from where originally cuba you're from cuba mm -hmm. oh we can have a whole conversation about this Ooh, and you've been in miami how long yeah you're cuban too no no okay i'm from venezuela venezuela oh, yes. okay we're both of our countries are going 
Well, mine has been going oh, for 60 Cuba plus Cuba for years a hot minute, Venezuela right for... So we get a Canadian, we have a Vietnamese, we got a Cuban, we got a Venezuelan, we got a Guyanan. All right, there he is. And we got a raw ass Jew boy from Miami, how you feeling? Um, okay, uh, back to the inflation situation. By the way, I've been to Cuba before. Amazing place, like it's one of the, here's how I would describe Cuba. Cause you go to, um, like I said at Hotel Nacional, like right in there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's almost like, it's like Hollywood. Let me explain, why is Cuba like Hollywood? Cause the front of the buildings all look nice. It looks like, <laughs> and then you like actually go in a block, dilapidated, deteriorated, disaster. But the front of the building looks amazing. You're like, what this architecture, it's incredible. And then like, you kind of like. That's how you get the cute pictures. Exactly. And then you realize, oh, shit, the infrastructure is actually falling apart. Yeah, like it's, it's beautiful to go there and visit and the people are amazing to like hang out with and the culture is beautiful. But like right now, it's really insane, horrible. Like people, there was just like a protest going on. No politics, but mm -hmm. it's insane. There's no food. There's no mm. nothing. There's no medicine. People are like dying. At what yeah. age were you when you moved to the States? Um, I came here when I was seven. And okay, it was so you were a huge shock. Like, shock. What was the biggest shock factor that when you came to the States? When I was like in the airplane coming here, I was telling my mom I was so excited to try an apple. Just an apple? Yeah, I just wanted to try an apple. I was like, Mom, I'm going to get to try an apple. I'm going to get to try a pear. And I got to my house and my uncle had like a fridge full of ice cream, full of fruits that I've never tried before. Strawberries, blackberries, blueberries, apples, pears. Like, I was like in, you know, like... Paraíso, like yeah. paradise of yeah. God, that's where I was. I was like, this is what I see in the books. Like, this is what I saw in the movies. Like, I was, it was insane. So bringing it back to, you know, pricing of stuff, pricing of goods, inflation. Um, you know, you go to a grocery, a supermarket these days, and it's like eggs are now $10, something obnoxious, and beef is inflated, and yeah. all sorts of prices. Milk is double the price, whatever it is. Prices have been kind of crazy. They're coming back down. Uh, put yourself in a scenario if you had like your whole family from Cuba come over and they came into a supermarket for the first time. Like you're saying you were excited to eat an apple. Now bring them into a Publix right here. How shell-shocked would they be just seeing what's available in America? I think like a Cuban, you can ask any Cuban when was the first time that they got into a grocery store and they will remember it like for the rest of their lives. Because it's insane. Like there's bread like all types of bread there's milk all types of milk you don't have milk in cuba i got my milk cut off at seven like when i was coming here i couldn't drink milk anymore my mom was like fighting to try to find me milk around the country like there's no more milk like you adults can't drink milk why because it's like they don't they don't give it to you you you're given what food you can eat and that's uh. not given to you so you have to like buy it yourself and you get paid like 20 dollars a month so like really there's no nothing you could buy really with $20 a month. So like chicken is still the same as, as in U.S. prices over there. So like they're paying U.S. prices for things and they don't have the And they the get money. $20 a month. And they, that's a doctor. Like my, my cousin, he's a doctor. He gets paid $24 a month. That's the highest paying job in Cuba. So socialism's amazing, yeah? Great. <laughs> awesome. That. No, see that right there? So back to the initial question. Um, 
How has inflation affected you? No, inflation you? affected you, but my question to you is, prices go up by 10%. You're like, dude, I came from fucking nothing. I was it happy to matter. eat an apple. You I'll can, figure it out. You can still figure it out. There's like, you're surviving. You're in a country where you could survive, where you could do everything and anything, and it's possible for you to survive. Like, in Cuba, doesn't matter how much you try and how much school you go to because these people go to seven years of school and the schooling in Cuba is way worse than the schooling in the United States. Like, they have to go through intense schooling. And there's no even anesthesia to even, like, actually provide the care that doctors, like, need to provide. So, like, there's nobody getting... Like, I was a breech baby and my mom couldn't go through a C-section. Like, she had to get give birth, like cut her open, give birth through, like, her actual. <gasps> like, it's insane. And that was when I came from Cuba in 2008. Hmm. So now... So it's only getting worse. Imagine, like, I've, hear, I've heard stories that people, like, they've had to bring their families over because they, they couldn't get surgery So what's your there. message to Americans who are like, oh, America sucks. You see all these stats out there these days where basically... Patriotism is in a massive decline. People aren't exactly happy to be living in America these days. You know, if you if you poll Gen Z, they're like fifty percent believe that socialism is a no, it's is insane a, is better than capitalism. It's what bad. would your message to those kids be? I like really want to like show people what it's like to come here from from Cuba because it's insane. Like you you have it all. You are able to, like, you're in a country where you have freedom of speech. You're able to speak, say, sing, dance, do whatever you want. You could put Fidel Castro in the freaking wall and nobody would care because you have freedom of speech. You could do anything you want. You could buy anything you want. You just have to, like, believe in yourself and do the work to get it because you're in a country that literally, like, gives you the freedom to do it. Like, I know America has its, its many horrible people that are part of the government but you're still in a country that you need to fight for the rights that it has now because god forbid it becomes cuba like be very grateful for the fact that you have toilet paper because in cuba nobody's has toilet paper that's like one basic need that everybody was going insane for in covid and i was like cuba doesn't have toilet paper like cuba is newspaper that's what people are using to like as toilet paper. So, like, you have toilet paper in your house, you have warm water, you have, like, napkins and bread and milk and eggs, and that's, like, enough to actually provide nutrition to you. I really love that perspective because, you know, there's, there's doers and then there's complainers. And, like, yeah. kind of like what Tess was saying, is, like, you just got to figure it out. If, you, if there's a will, there's a way, you'll, fi you'll figure it out. You know, that's kind of the definition of an entrepreneur is that they recognize a problem, they figure it out. Versus... Complainer mentality, victim mentality, oh, the pricing, the rent, it's so tough out there. Yeah. You know, what can you do to figure it out? Whereas in America, at least there's that opportunity. So when prices of eggs go up by an extra buck or two, you're like, bro, at least you got an egg. But, yeah. Okay? At least you have enough food to, like, give yourself protein, carbs, and fats. Yeah. You know, they say when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. You're like, we don't have lemons in Cuba. <laughs> no. Exactly. <laughs> We got newspapers. Nothing, guys. Like, yeah. Well, respect to you. Bananas. Great perspective. Maria, Maria. There she goes. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're from Venezuela, so you probably have a similar story, yes. but tell your story. You know, the initial question was inflation, price, cost of goods, everything's going up. 
how much that has affected your life. What's your story? Well, actually, after COVID, that inflation went up like terribly in this country. It woke me up. Yeah. So when I came here, I came here four, year, four years and a half ago. So I was comfortable. I was working in a cafeteria as a cashier, regular. And when the prices started getting up, I was like, I have to do something. I cannot stay comfortable. Nope. You know, they say your comfort zone will kill you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me do something. I got like several jobs. I had like three jobs. I was studying to be a medical assistant at the same time, everything at the same time. And I was like working, working, working. Oop, sorry, that's all serious. <laughs> so I was working, working, working. And then I was like, okay, let me try something else. So I started to study like personal trainer. So, and I started like listening to podcasts, entrepreneur podcasts, business podcasts, all of that, making contacts, um, calling people. Literally, COVID wake me up. It put me in a situation that I was like, I have to make a change. Like, I understand, like I'm coming from nothing so I came here and I was comfortable with what I have because I didn't have that. But after I saw how economically I was getting back to what I was, I was like, mm-mm, Maria, you have to move. So literally, I would say like inflation, it makes a change on me, like to the roof. Yeah, I think a lot of people during COVID, you know, they, they, they came out with a term called the K-shaped economy, where basically, you know, if you picture a K, the rich get richer, they're going up, and the poor get poorer. Uh, but that's only half the story, because that's the rich and the poor, right? But the middle class, right, are faced with a decision. Yeah. Am I going to be an ostrich and bury my head in the sand and just live at the house and just be basic and just collect money from the government and just kind of just like get what they give me and I'll just be happy with it and get my stimulus checks. Or there's people out there, men, women, everything, that are like, nah, uh, 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 I can't get comfortable with this. And the, um, those are the people that are benefiting now. Because yeah. you might not have been able to like make more money because maybe there weren't job opportunities, maybe they were laying people off. But there's also other things you could do. You can read more, you can uh, listen to more podcasts, you can improve, you could work out. How many people gained weight during COVID? How many people were just mm -hmm. sitting at home eating all during COVID? So in, in the face of a tumultuous situation, you know, what's the acronym from, for fear? It's what, uh, forget everything and run or face everything and rise. And that's basically what you're, uh, a lot of people are given the choice of. And which one are you? I think that's the best thing. By the way, Venezuela, you've been here for how many years? My whole life. You, you, oh, so you were born here? No, no, no. Oh. oh. So I was raised in Venezuela. I came were, here to this country four years ago. Four and years ago. ago. Okay, gotcha. And then kind of what I was asking Diane, compare United States, what we have here, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the above, to Venezuela, the good, the bad, the ugly, all the above. How would you compare those two countries? I would say here you have everything like literally everything. You just have to go for it. And I know that some people, they, they complain a lot, but they don't do. This country is 
the place that if you do, you get it. In our country, even if you do it, you don't get it. You don't have the opportunity to get it. I came here and I had like a full scholarship in medicine to study in my country. What I was gonna do with that? They don't have teachers to teach. You don't have food to eat, to, your, to, to have nutrients, to think. What you can do? Nothing. It's really hard. The people that are success in my country, I don't know Cuba, is the people that has business outside the country, ah. that can bring the stuff, and people that have outside business can pay for it. I love these conversations because if there's, I don't care if you're on the political left, if you're on the political right, it's not a political thing. It's, it makes me sad just to see Americans not appreciating America. Yeah. They only want to highlight the negatives that happen in America. Yes, there are some things we can improve. Political divide, gun situations, whether you're sent on abortion, politics, like the whole nine. Yes, we have issues. Every country has issues. Yeah. But our issues pale in comparison to what's happening into most countries around the world. It's insane. And I think that young people need to wake up and realize you can either look at things glass half full or glass half empty. If you want to be a half empty type person and victim mentality and everything sucks, best of luck to you. But the, the, the people that have that glass half full mentality, like, yo, I don't give a shit. I'm going to figure this out. They're going to win. I need you to do me a favor, though, by the way. Tell me. I have a friend. I don't in, have Celsius in my car. In Venezuela. <laughs> okay. I want you to look at the camera. His name is Jorge. Okay. I want you to say, Jorge, you're a great man. Spanish. In Espanol. Jorge, eres el mejor. You're good enough. <laughs> eres lo suficiente. You're smart enough. Eres inteligente. Lo in inteligente. Inteligente. Blah, blah, blah. You're yeah. sexy enough. Inteligente. Jorge, eres sexy. Okay, eres sexy. <laughs> eres sexy. Coño. And I love you. Ah, sorry, I said, I said a bad word. It's okay. Te quiero. <laughs> te quiero. Jorge, we love you. And that's Jorge over there. <laughs> hey, Jorge. Te queremos, Jorge. That's my guy. You got to give appreciation to the people that turn the cameras on. Yes. Yes. Okay? Because, you know, we up here, we're looking good. I'm not going to lie. We look real good. But we wouldn't even have, you wouldn't even know what we got going on. So, so uh, shout out to... The production team that makes things happen. Shout out to Jorge. Shout out to Angel. <laughs> shout out to everyone here that's doing their thing. Te quiero, Jorge. Too sexy. <laughs> that's what's up. Nat, bring us home. Um, Inflation. Everything we're talking about. Yes. What's happened in your life? Um, I, you know, as horrible as this you know, time has been for many people, I think this has really been a test um, to see how resourceful, resourceful you can be. Um, I think in times like this, you know, you physically see how your life changes based on the prices of things going up. Um, and even your, your time, you know, because prices are going up, you have to spend time in other areas to gain more money. Um, so I think this was a time where people were forced to be a little bit more selfish um, and a wake-up call for them. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think sometimes when things are so given so easy and it, we just feel like, oh, it's so accessible, we take advantage of it. So, you know, you see these ladies come from different countries and they're like, wow, it woke me up. That this is reminding me of my country and where I came from. And, you know, it's scary to think that you have people come from these countries and they see certain characteristics that are happening here, you know? So, you know, just be mindful of the things around you and this is a time where you get to be tested on your resources. Um, I think it's great because you get to see 
how almost low people go for money, right? You get to see like, huh, what will people do for that extra dollar? And um, I think this is a really good time where your morals have to be very strong, your values have to be very strong, um, and having a clear like destination of where you want to go, um, and along the way not ruining your credibility and who you are. Um, so it's it's sad, but I think this is also a big test on everybody, um, and I think it's a time where together we have to come together. And it's scary because it almost feels like right now we're like so divided. So I think just be mindful of that and. Um, just adapt, you know, I put gas in my car every couple of days, so I definitely see it, you know, my rent goes up, so it's like I definitely see it, and you know, I live out here alone, so it's like I'm paying also a little bit higher for security and stuff like that, um, and resources and all that, but here's the thing, is like I'd rather spend money on those things than go spend money on things that don't matter. Um, so just be mindful of the things around you and cautious. Um, and save that money, as Sauce likes to oh, say. Oh, yeah, that great, yeah. button that up right there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, quick shout out to my Uber driver, Natalia. That's me. Thank you. <laughs> she drives me everywhere I need to go. Respect to you. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, in the in great segment, by the way, can we get a round of applause, Angel, to the ladies out there? Uh, I, what, what I, if you would, in the chat, just so Natalia can see, because she's managing the chat, we're going to be answering your super chats now. You'll give me a signal when it's time mm -hmm. to answer some questions. We'd love to answer. If you have any questions or comments for the ladies, we'll read it out. Yes. Uh, let us know where you are in the world. I saw okay. someone's from Slovenia. 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 Shout out to my Slovenians. Wow. Welcome. Uh, let us know where you are in the world, mm -hmm. or if you're in America, what state you're in. And then maybe say one thing you love about America. I love that. I Why don't we do that? that? I love that. Yes. Listen, I don't want to turn this into a MAGA rally right now, but America, <laughs> okay? Uh, we love America around here. Um, so while, while Nat's doing that, we'll go to the next topic. Um, there's another economic crisis that's affecting a lot of Americans, a lot of American men, right? We just described inflation, which is the rise in prices of services and goods, and basically um, the decrease of your purchasing power. But there's another crisis out there. And brace for impact here. Don't get offended. Mm -hmm. But this is something called hoflation. Uh. You know, but Angela's like, oh, I know about this hoflation. <laughs> Hoflation's a real thing. Miami. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, yeah, in Miami, you know, Maria. Well, it's a, I don't it, know. No, I'm not saying you, but <laughs> this hoflation is existent in Miami. But let me read the definition uh, of hoflation. And this is according to a very credible source, probably the most credible source on the internet, and that is Urban Dictionary. Uh, you, can't get, you can't get more credible than that. Hoflation, what is hoflation? It describes the increase in prices that men have to pay for quote-unquote lower value women. Here it is on the screen. This is reflected through higher prices in terms of having to spend more money on women, uh, having to have a certain personality, physique, and et cetera, and women have lost all their value as they have sex with everyone, can't cook, or don't know how to be good wives. Here's an example. The hoflation in manliness this month is up 6%. Well, at least it's not 10%. Use hoflation in a sentence. This hoflation is killing me. So um, they're, essentially what they're talking about is men aren't getting a good enough bang for their buck when it comes to women. This is essentially the premise of hoflation. So um, why do you think that is? Why, why, does this, why does this word even exist? 
Why is this even a basic premise that men have to pay more and do more to get women that are half as good as their grandmas and their mothers? What is happening in society today that hoflation is running rampant? Angela? Sense. Angela, uh, <laughs> I like how you go to her first. All right, hot seat. Okay. Um, I, I just think that again, it's the lack of awareness to how to navigate through modern society. I could ask the same question: Why women feel they have to be naked to survive on social media in modern day? And it's just because you're not taught on the basic life skills that you have to acquire, and then how to, you know, survive from there. But I think that most of the guys think that, you know, if you make a certain amount, that you deserve a woman. I'm like, well, the sense of entitlement to think that just because you make a certain amount that you deserve a woman, I think it's barbaric because it's like, you know, are you forgetting the fact that you have no other life skill? You have zero social skills? You're saying who, men who make a ton of money, you're saying that they just deserve... Just ex- it's just an example. Okay. Some of these guys work like regular you know, jobs also, and then they're like, oh, I, I went up to a girl and she said no to me, and women suck. And I'm like, well, you try again, buddy. Like, just try again. Yeah. You know, maybe lower your maybe standards. Maybe you suck. Mm-hmm. I know, that's what I've always said. I said that if gold diggers are all you're attracted, maybe gold is all you have to offer. And if you're mm-hmm. mad at the fact that, you know, there's no quality Ooh. trait in that, let Can we know, get a cha-ching Angela. right there? <laughs> if gold diggers is all you attract, that's all you have to offer. Well said. Mm-hmm. I, I just think both, both people have to take accountability in modern day to, to understand that you are the problem and you are what you attract. And a lot of people value themselves way too much, especially social media has really painted this picture of what you think you are since, you know, COVID and the pandemic. Everybody dresses up their their profile picture like it's a resume and it's really not them. You meet them in real life and I'm like, whoa, this is not this is not what I expected. You ain't that cool, buddy. No, (laughs) but then the sense of entitlement. And I guess like, again, um, being, you know, here in America where you have so many accessibilities to so many things, you desensitize yourself to things that you have to work for. And you expect that from people, and they don't believe in trial and error anymore. It's like shunned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maria, hopeflation, have you ever heard that term? No, this is the You're first time. You're learning things today. Yes. Uh, when I read that definition, what resonated the most with you? Okay, we're in 2023. Yes. I think as an independent woman, so for me, I'm oh, not gonna... a lot of men get triggered when they hear that term. Oh, I don't go. care. Okay. Oh, I all don't right. care. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to work my ass to get the money that I want. So for me, it's a half and half. It's not like I'm going to do all the stuff. No, it's a half and half. What's half and half? Like, I'm not going to do all the chores, right? Yeah. Because... The man also lives in the house. You know? I'm not gonna the man is not gonna be the only one who's gonna work because I also live in the house. So I also have to pay something for the roof that I'm living with. And also if you are a couple or if you're a man, at the end of the day you decide to be with the person that you want to be. So if the woman is not doing anything, is your is also you can Liver. Dead That's weight. It. We already went there. We don't, nobody needs no dead, That's dead it. weight in our house. Angela will kick your ass right on out. Exactly. Go change the locks ASAP. Exactly. I don't have to do it anymore. I just call Angela. I'm like, yo, get this girl out of here. Bro. Get her out of here. Change so the locks. At the, end of the, at the end of the day, is your decision if you stay there or not. Okay. How about you, Diane? Um, so I was like understanding that hopeflation is that the prices went up for like lower value women and that they're not like... So basically, the premise is this. There used to be a time where an average man could get an average woman. 
right? Just whatever that is. But with the advent of the internet, right, and the global sexual marketplace, uh, an average woman is getting hit up by all dudes. I don't know. I know you might have heard that some women get flown out to Dubai for $30,000 a weekend. I don't know. That's just rumors. I don't know what they're doing with the pies out there, but it's a real thing. But, you know, it's a global sexual marketplace that used to be a localized marketplace. It used to be you're, you're, you're a guy, you're working hard, you're a construction worker, you're a cop, you're an attorney, and, you know, you go out to your local bars and you go out and you meet women and that's your dating pool. And uh, Professor Scott Galloway, NYU, has done many uh, analysis on this. Is ba basically the internet, dating apps, uh, Instagram specifically has been disastrous for young men because now, let's say you're in Des Moines, Iowa, you're not only competing with everyone in Des Moines, you're competing everybody in Dubai, you're competing with everybody in Detroit, you're competing with everybody in Dallas, a lot of D's out there, y'all, literally and physically, uh, that are out there. So now if you're just that dude, that maybe you could have gotten that girl, you need to work double as hard to get that girl because you're competing and not just your localized yeah. marketplace, it's a, it's a globalized marketplace. So that's why a lot of men are basically suffering and they're basically saying what Angela's saying is like, oh, these girls suck, they ain't shit. And it's like, the one thing you can't control is yourself. Yeah is your money that you make, how you look, how you dress, how you act, how you respond, your game, what you read, your knowledge. That's the one thing you can't control. Because if you're that dude that's going up and the one girl you talk to because you're too shy to talk to a bunch of girls rejects you and you're like, ah, oh, women suck. Or even there's, let's say you even actually have a good mouthpiece and you can spit some game, but you don't got anything else going on. And you're like, ah, every time I can talk to a girl, she just rejects me. It's like, you need to look in the mirror, brother, and be like, what can I do to improve? Because at one point in my life, when I was partying every day, getting drunk, South Beach, I, I gained weight, I was like not the best version of myself, like I would get rejected. Luckily these days, not so, it's like, <laughs> things are okay. Like I don't get like, yeah, get out of here, buddy. Like, um, but like, because I had to look in the mirror yeah. and be like, buddy, get your fucking act together. Yeah. So I think a lot of men are, you know, again, we get back to the victim versus the doer mentality. The doers will figure it out, the victim. So anyway, I'm giving you the, like, the overall macroeconomic situation with hoflation. But yeah. basically, it's harder for an average guy just to get a normal girl anymore because she has so many options. So does that make sense to you? It makes sense. And I think it's also can be flipped around. Like men also have so much women to like just as there's men, there's women. And men also have many women who also approach on social media, but like men are also being creeps sometimes and being told off. No, I, I understand. That. I guess that's theoretically speaking. Yes, there are more women and like, but can they get those women? Exactly. Right? And it's just about, I think it's also like you said about where you are and where your mindset is at. If you're thinking that you're, women are all about the money, then you're going for women that are all about the money because there's women that don't care about your money and care about like your personality, how you treat them, if you're treating them respectfully, if you're like putting in the work to actually make money because it's not like we're going to be like high value women are not going to be dating a guy that's just sitting around in the house doing nothing. Like you also have to be having goals and going towards something and showing the person that you're 
you have goals and you're going towards something so that, that, so that you can attract the same kind of people that are interested in you, not just for your money, but also because you're a very intellectual dude, you're a very um, driven guy, and, you're, um, and, and that person feels safe to spend the rest of their life with you. Because if you're just trying to like get a woman to fuck, then to have sexual relationship to with. To throw pies. Yeah. Then there's What's many women that yeah. can do that. And rates for them are, have probably gone up too because as our, in, as our housing goes up, all of the women's rates that are Oh, are that is the up. literal definition yeah. of hoflation. So like, that's what I was thinking. I was a, like, I mean, yeah. everything's going up. They're going to go up too. Like, they're going to need more money. Well, here, um, I, I want to get Tess in a second, but the, the underlying premise here is the concept of hypergamy. I'm sure you're very familiar with this concept. Are you guys familiar with this word, hypergamy? No. It's basically the, uh, the act of a woman dating or marrying up socioeconomically, right? So like in, in India, there used to be the caste system where basically yeah. you had to stay in your caste and if you were able to get out of it, you, you were marrying up socioeconomically, right? So uh, th th we have some images on this that, that we can even break down right here. So, but here's how hypergamy sort of works in the dating marketplace, right? Oh, she's gonna put some glasses on. So uh -huh. <laughs> let's define the, the adult top men and the top women. So would it be fair to say that the top men are the richest, most successful men for the most part? Can we say that? Yeah. And that the top women are the most beautiful women in the world. Can we say that? Okay. okay, so the basic premise is that men are typically defined by their status, their income, their net work, uh, everything that comes with that. Or women are defined by their beauty, not just outer beauty, but also inner beauty. I like to highlight that where it's like we all know models in South Beach and all around the world that are gorgeous. And you talk to them, you're like, ugh, she's disgust me. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also women who are beautiful, but then they, they have so much inner beauty that you're like, all right, there's so much going on with this girl that, like, there's, it's just so more than meets the eye. But stay on that chart if you would. So the way that it works is the, the top men are going to date the top women. That's just how that goes. And then you go 20%, 30%, and then the, the bottom 50%. Then here's what happens, and here's why men are struggling. So the women, the top 20% of women, right, however you want to define that, they're also looking for the top 1% guy because women want to date up based on hypergamy. Yeah. Whereas a man, at least for dating, he'll bang the 10, he'll bang the eight, he'll bang the six. If he's drunk enough, bring that little funny four over here. Let's fucking throw, we'll figure it out. Tell her to bring a friend. And now we got the Ocho, two fours. All right, well, I don't know. That's just from what I hear. I've never done that, you know? But men will basically, they'll hit up the whole list. Whereas the women, they're only going after the top guys. So now if you're the middle guy, your dating pool has basically shrunk. You see the middle 30%, they're basically relegated to the bottom one-third of women, right? Whereas, go down to the very bottom. I don't know if you can see, scroll down on that thing. Then you just got the bottom 30%. It's just like, let the ugly people and the fat people, let them figure it out. I don't know. Like, best survival of luck of out the there, fittest. kids. What's that? Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest or survival of the fattest. But basically, <laughs> what will happen is... The 80-20 rule, it's called the Pareto Principle, where basically, like in sales, in a sales, in a sales team, the top 20% of the sales team, 
the top 20% of businesses, top 20% of people in this case, they're going to get 80% of the money, 80% of the women. The rich get richer, the poor get poor. So what happens is to the average man, if we can go back to that chart, is like they're stuck in the mud because the middle 30% of women back in the day when the, when the sexual marketplace wasn't as globalized, you know, if you're an average dude, you roll up to the bar, you meet an average girl, and you're like, all right, hey, how you doing? Now that average girl in Des Moines, you know, she meets a top 1% guy, top 10% guy, he has a one-night fling with her or hangs out with her for a little while. She thinks now that she deserves a guy like that. Mm. And but she's basically... Whose fault is that? It's the guys. They're willing to do it. Well, it's, is it the guy's <laughs> fault that he took down a four for one night? I don't know about that, but <laughs> it's, it's that she has delusions of grandeur. What's it called? It's called getting alpha widowed, where basically if you're an average woman and a top, like an NBA basketball player rolls into town, Chris Brown rolls into town, and he's like, all right, bring those fucking three girls into the trailer, to the dressing room. Maybe, so, you know, a rapper, a rapper runs around. <laughs> How you doing? Um, shows up. That's having fun. Um, you know, a rapper rolls up and he's like, yeah, bring those three girls in. Now they all think that they deserve a high value man like that. Whereas like that dude was never going to date you. So basically it's a lot harder for an average dude out there. That's basically what I'm saying. And I'm using the Des Moines and du Dubai reference as an example because back in the day before social media, literally 10 years ago, Instagram, what, 2012, you weren't getting hit up by the sheik of Dubai being like, here's 30 grand, bring some fucking cream pies, let's have some fun. You were dating <laughs> Derek in Des Moines and you were happy to do so. And it's, you know, so as a man, it's number one, you need to just acknowledge this is what's game. happening. And yeah, have some. As a man, you need to acknowledge this is, the, this is the reality of the world today. This is where we're at. Number two, you could either do something about it or play the victim. It's kind of like what we were saying earlier. It's like, oh, women suck. Fuck these girls. These hoes ain't shit. It's like, no, I love women. I get along with women. I hang out with women. All the guys that I kick it with all hang out with a ton of women. They don't fucking hate women because they have an abundance mindset. They have a ton of women to hang out with, be friends with, kick it with, do whatever with. And that way they're not like anti-women. I don't understand guys who are anti-women. Most of the guys who are anti-women can't get women. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's what I've realized. So look at yourself in the mirror, gentlemen, my friends out there, people are watching the show. Do you want women or do you not want women? Because if the answer is yes, I want women, the answer is you need to get better. Yep. Because a woman is going to be like, oh, these girls, they're shit. They don't have any money. They're just, they're just gold diggers. Or, oh, they want a guy because he's tall and he's got muscles. It's like you can make more money. You can make more muscles. You can learn more game. Like, you could do what you can do to improve or just be that other dude living in mom's basement being like, pussy sucks. I don't <laughs> like it. I never had it before. Heard it I heard it's kind of like apple pie. Shout out to the movie. But it's like, nah, you kind of want women in your life. Anyway. Um, don't focus of, so much on wanting women. Instead, focus more on, on yourself. Yourself and... Ten thousand percent. So you heard it here. Just attract you. I could say that a million times in the, until I'm blue in the face, but it, sometimes it takes a woman to highlight that. Yeah. And your advice to men is what? So don't focus so much on your, improving your game. Focus more on improving yourself so that you can attract better women. And what is it about a man that when he improves, 
and gets his shit together is attractive to you ladies? Like, we're really just looking for a guy that is focusing on himself and bettering himself and we, and we can look up to him and be like, oh my God, he's bettering himself. That pushes me to motivate me to better myself. And like mm -hmm. looking for someone that's there to like have fun with, like he cracks jokes, he knows where to go out to, like says, hey, let's go out to the beach, let's go out camping, like just normal man that focuses, like has focused enough on himself to know what he wants and likes and mm -hmm. can share that with us. Tessa, let's get your thoughts on everything we just discussed. Hopeflation, you know, <laughs> you are from Canada, You've dealt with men in Dubai, or people in Dubai, Miami. What are you seeing out there in the global sexual marketplace? I mean, Dubai and Miami, could you have a more competitive marketplace for men dealing with women? What have you seen? I think hopefulation, honestly, don't come at me for this. I think it's the man's fault. It's like real estate. People <laughs> complain that house prices are going up, but there's always somebody who's willing to pay more, buy that bigger house. Same, there's a guy who's always willing to spend more by the bigger girl, you know? So like, you can't get- Better girl, not the bigger girl. Sorry, <laughs> the, the better girl. I'm looking for talking about big girls out here. You can't complain because there's always somebody who's willing to spend more, do more, show more. Yep. But if that's not you, then don't be that. Don't try to do that. Attract what you will attract. Don't like put on a show because that show's not gonna work for you. Like at some point that show's gonna close and then the girl's gonna be like, what the heck, you know? Show's so attract over. the right person from the start and you're gonna have it there for the right reasons and then you don't have to worry about whole inflation. Like <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to worry about hope. Okay, so next question, great response. Uh, down the line here, do you want a man who's better than you? I've always been someone who <laughs> has been told by my partners that they would never be okay with me making more than them or me being more successful for them. I think guys are very insecure about that. However, I would have no issues being the more successful, more wealthier person in a relationship. I have no problem with that. As long as both people are working, working towards their goals, always improving themselves and what they're doing, I don't mind either way. So um, you went right to the money, right? That's my girl, <laughs> cha-ching. Um, yep, yeah, uh, right on cue. But it, there's more than money when it comes to being better. He can be smarter. He can have a more of an access. He can have more of a network. He can have so many. He can be more intelligent. He can have just so many other things going on. So back to my initial question. Money combined, do you want a man better than you, or do you want to be on the same page, or do you want to be better than your man? I feel like I'm more of like a same page. Like we're both pushing, we're both pushing each other up. Maybe he's more smart than me because I'm not the most book smart and more street smart. Maybe I have more money or could be opposite. But as long as both people are like contributing to like life and each other and like they're doing something positive and something good for themselves, I think it's fine. Okay, so you don't want a man better than you. You want to be well, equal to your man. When you're How about this you, good, Angela? It's hard. When you're what? <laughs> I said, when you're this good, it's hard. Oh, <laughs> damn. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm very, very low key. <laughs> no, she's not kidding. It's for real. <laughs> it's for real. Angela, do you want a man better than you? Do you want your boyfriend to be better than you, or do you want to be better than him? Um, so. I, I really hate that phrase, not because of you, because I deal with the internet, and I think that's the problem: is competing with each other. 
I think that we have to understand that we all have our advantages and disadvantages, and we have to embrace that. And we're, we are complementary. So I would have to say, it's not that we're equals or that we're, we're better than the other. He has a lot of strengths that I will never be good at, nor do I want to be good at. And I have a lot of things that I'm great at, that I like to do, that he doesn't have any desire to do. So I think it's a, ma it's a matter of finding somebody that complements you. But in, if we're speaking in basic terms, I would say that he leads me, and he's better in ways that made me become this person. So if a man's leading and he's doing a great job at it, I'm going to follow with the same momentum. Gotcha. So what is it about the wanting a better man that uh, upsets you? It's not that. I think it's just because people take that out of context um, with, you know, social media. And because, again, social media influences a lot on people. And when they hear, like, oh, I'm better than you or women are immediately you're triggering people. If I speak to a man or I speak to you, I'm disrespecting you. You're not going to listen to anything I'm saying. And I think that when you say, are you better than me? Or am I better than you? Now we're in defense mode. Like, who's better? And it's just a matter of, like, what makes you great and what makes me great? And that sort of opens the door of what do you bring to the table. But the reality is, what do you bring to the table? And what do you bring as a person? And it's not something that you have to speak about. It's something people would see immediately. Well said. How yeah. about you, ladies? Do you want a man better than you or a partner better than you? Do you want to be equal or do you want to be the boss? I agree with Tessa and Angela. <laughs> um, I think that it should be complimentary. You're always, and I feel like relationships naturally gravitate towards the same type of concept. Um, either you have someone that's better in leading in the relationship or you have a balance where both people complement each other. One person is great at some things and the other person is great at other things. Like for example, in my relationship, it's more of a complimentary thing. Like uh, she's great at some things and I'm great at other things. So, oh, cause you're in a relationship with a woman. Yes. That's right. right so now. how does that work in terms of like the relationship? What is a girl better at? Like, this is a naive question. I so I'm more, I'm more like, works, like, I'm actually more like handy in terms of like the handyman stuff. So like, I'm, I'm more of like the handyman in the house and the one that carries handy the woman, handy woman, don't get canceled. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> Imagine. So I feel well, like let's bring in the authorities right I now. Do, she just I identified do, as a I man. That's think, not happening. I do think I have a lot of testosterone in my in me, like a lot more. Like my eyebrows can t give you enough of that. You didn't see my hair before it was cut, but like I used to have long a lot of hair. But basically, I just have like incredible strength. So I, I'm always like the more dominant in terms of that. But she's also great in terms of she's very intelligent, book smart, um, very creative. Um, She's a rapper, so does like her own thing. Is it so is it like true that in a lesbian relationship, one is more the man and one is more the woman? So I would say it's very weird in terms of like it's it's a complementary. So sometimes one will feel more feminine, and the other some the other times one will feel more masculine. So she is more masculine in terms of like her look, but she can also feel very and masculine in terms of how she like portrays herself but she can also be very feminine and very like cuddly and very like soft and you're like Aww. okay Aww. <laughs> and then i can also be very like manly very dominant but i can also be very like Handyman. feminine and like let me put on a super cute dress and heels and like most of the time all right so yeah well, it's i look interesting. forward to seeing you guys out there on those streets and <laughs> So it's mixing it up. Uh, yeah, I, one of the girls I dated for a long time, her best two girlfriends were lesbians. And we'd go on double dates all the time. And there was a picture of us 
like on my girlfriend's birthday and it was myself, my girl, her lesbian friend girl and another friend girl and they all caught us kissing our significant other at the same time. There was like three couples all kissing. So and anyway, just I felt like the man. It was like all these chicks kissing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, keep stabbing some motherfucking photos out here, yeah. (laughs) But here's the only downside. I didn't get any action from any of the friends, because you want to know why? They're all lesbians. That's just... (laughs) I'm like, can we just be bi first? No, we're we're full on lesbians. Full on. Lesbians. Yeah. Uh, How about you? Do you want a man that to be better than you, or do you want to be equal with your man? I feel like that the relationship feeds each other. So I like to learn, and I also I like to teach. So I feel like the strengths usually are different. Like in my case, I don't, I'm single. Um, but in my case, I'm a really book smart, right? And in terms of life, mm-hmm. I suck. Like terrible. Yeah. Like I need some help like to make decisions in life. So I feel like it has to be half and half. It has to be equal or more. I don't like to go under because I feel like you grow and you are looking for more. Like I already passed through that phase in my life. I want I go for more or same. I don't know if that makes sense. Let me ask them a question a different way, guys. Because you guys are giving the, we're all the same, we all compliment I each other. I mean, same, 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 Asking the question, though, is you're deeming that a woman and a man are in the same like level to yes. compete. Yeah. Okay. And they're well, not. If you ask the question, do you want your man to be better than other men? Yes, absolutely. I well, want I, my man to be better than any other man around. Yeah, of course. But if you ask, do you want your man to be better than you? It's like, well, I'm not even trying to compete with my man. Okay. Yeah. Then let me ask specific questions. Do you want your man to be smarter than you? Yes. Yes or no? But in what way? Smarter. Like, just knows more. <laughs> I mean, it's always great. It's always a benefit. Okay. You want your man to be... Oh, how about this? Do you want your dumb. man to be dumber than you? No. Okay. So you want him to be smarter than you? <laughs> would, you want, would you want your man to be smarter than you? He is smarter than me. So okay. Yeah. Shout out to you, guy. Nerd. Uh, yes. Just kidding. <laughs> Do you want your significant other to be smarter than you? Yes. Okay. How about you? Yes. Okay. How about this one? You ready? Strong lady. Do you want your man to be stronger than you? Yes. Okay. Do you want your situation? Do you, I don't know how I'm going to ask this. Next, Angela. Do you, want, do, you want, do you want your man to be stronger than you? Yes. Okay, do you want your man to be stronger than of you? Of course. Okay, all of a sudden we're getting some places, ladies. Better question. Well, Maria. questions now. Okay, now all of a sudden I'm waking up doing my job. Hoflation, wake up. Yes. Pay the price, homie. Maria, Maria, do you want your man to be more successful than you? Yes. Okay, you want him to make more money than you? Yes, or the okay. same. Diane, Angela. Oh um, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works in a lesbian relationship. It's, it's, it's a malfunction. Like, in that regard, you both do the same I thing. I also have been in a. You're the only person I accept a complimentary thing from. Yeah, lesbian, we're complimentary. Have fun. Do <laughs> your thing. Have, Literally. Okay, do you want your man to make more money than you? Yeah. How about you, Tess? Uh, same or more, not less. Okay, so more. Or same. You got some competitive <laughs> vibes in you. 